1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack's Ramsey's. Danny Morang. No Brandon Sprague. Instead, I'm joined by somebody much, much, much more handsome. Portland Trailblazers guard Anthony Simons checking in for the fifth time. It's mm-hmm. become, becoming a ritual now. Aunt, uh right. Every year, whether it's here or, or outsiders, appreciate you taking the time. Um, you, uh, you, you've you you had some life-changing stuff come up recently, so I appreciate you taking some time away and uh, getting getting away from all-star break, as it were. Um right we'll we'll dive into some stuff right now just kind of the simple way to go about this I think is uh how how are you doing right now physically mentally emotionally what has the season been like for you just kind of set the tone for for where things are for you what 50 plus games into the season
2: mm-hmm. no I think uh this season's been has been great for me um you know I think I you know played well um you know dealing with the multiple circumstances we had to deal with as a team, whether it was injuries or, you know, like being in in there with a whole bunch of young guys and trying to, you know, navigate that and, you know, still trying to be me and be successful. So um, it's been a great learning year. You know, obviously, you know what I mean? A lot of change and, um, you know, I'm the focal point now on on most nights, you know, for the opposing team and just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Play that chess game that, you Know what I mean? A lot of the good players do, um, and try to be successful within that. So I think it's been good for me. Um, you know, the emotions up and down sometimes, but you know, what I mean, I that comes every year. You know, it's a, every year is a new problem and a new obstacle for me. And, um, you know, I always see myself, you know, getting out of those situations and, and becoming better after that.
1: You know, you talk about growth and being the focal point, you know, the. The places that you've kind of or the growth levels you've gone through over the last couple of years, you had kind of small opportunities in the last year and a half when Dame went down and you had some opportunities to kind of step into that and show what you could do. What's different about that period and now between teams were kind of game planning for you? Like, yeah, you're on the top of the board, but, you know, it's still Dame's still there, even though he's not playing. It's like, OK, we need to worry about Ant and then kind of progress our way through but now coming in game one, day one, you're at the top of the scout. So what's the difference going about your business night in, night out with, with knowing full well, kind of how things stack up and how difficult that is when you only really get to play a half before you have the thumb injury and then have to kind of reset it.
2: Um, I think the difference is it wouldn't be as consistent. You know what I mean? With the coverages. Um, You know, there'll be some teams that would like, really take me serious and play me the same way they would play Dane. Um, Speaking on last year, um, and then there'll be some nights we'll be like, all right, we're going to see if he just got it going tonight. You know what I mean? they'll just try to test me. And so I think that's the difference between then. It's like, you know, more people kind of recognizing, you know what I mean, Um, you know, my ability to be able to affect the game in that way. And so um, this year is just – you know what I mean? It's it's been mostly most of the time every night. I mean, there was be some teams, once in a while you get a team that's like, All right, we just gonna see what he can do tonight, you know what I mean? And um for the most part that I can think of, I you know what I mean, that I mean, I haven't had a bad game when they give me an inch of an inch of like room, so <laughs> um but obviously, most of the time when you you see the most of the problems is when they and they full blown. Is the game plan is get the ball out of out of my hands and um, you know that's been that's been the 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 most challenging thing is, and it made me really watch. You know, I was watching a film before, but now like I'm really into it because I like I'm like, all right, I got to figure this out and be able to execute in the game. It's not just like all right, this play you should have did this, this it's now like, all right, I recognize it, and I know the next team going to do it. So I got to be prepared for it. So now I see myself in the game, like, it's honestly just more thinking than, than doing. Like, I'm not, you know, really in my head about, you know, making miss, miss or make shot made shots. It's just about like, all right, how I'm going to be able to, you know, manipulate the game right now in order to get an easy shot for from, from myself or the team. So um, that's been, that's been the, you know, the the kind of game I've been playing all year. And um, I think, you know, sometimes, some nights it's like, you know, um, they throwing a crazy coverage and I can't, you know, I mean, it's hard to get shots, uh, hard to get a shot off. And so I have to, you know, sometimes I see myself in the early in the game sometimes, um, you know, especially like a couple, you know, a couple months ago where I only shoot like 12 shots in the game. And so I'm just trying to figure out like, you know, what I mean, how can I get a quality shot for myself um, in those moments? And, and you know what I mean, sometimes, it's, it's, you know, what I mean, the team is not allowing you to do it. You know I mean, <laughs> by any means, get a ball out of his hands. Like, you know, what I mean, you're you not going to get a wide open shot. If, if so, it, it might be one, one and a half. You know what I mean? So you got to kind of balance it because, you know, obviously you want to be aggressive. You know what I mean? Still be yourself. And so, but you don't want to be shooting no crazy shots every single possession, you know, get the ball. So that's why I've been trying to try to balance. So, you know what I mean? You know, people might seem like it's, I'm being, I'm not being as aggressive. I really am. It's just, they doing everything. They playing it perfectly and getting the ball out of my hands. And and so that's when the times you, you know what I mean? Trust your teammates and, and, you know, hope they make the right play. And that's what we've been working on as well, too.
1: Uh, you Something you and I have talked about this year, is that this is really your first season as a point guard, the first true season as as a, as, a, as, a, as a leg? You've had opportunities here or there, but this is your first true season as a lead guard in the NBA, knowing full well you're going to be the one. And one of the things you just kind of hit on was the the idea that some nights you do have to take some crazy shots. And I know D, I, Dame was a guy who told you because I know I, I heard him tell you. You know the, yeah. the the idea of some nights you've got to take crazy shots. Some nights you you can't settle. And how is that – what has the challenge been for you to try to find, like, hey, look, offensively I know that they're trying to get this ball. In my head. Let's use Minnesota as an example. Jaden is hellacious defensively. Ant can guard up on anyone. Conley's about as smart as they get. And on the back line you've got Rudy who's just waiting for you there. Right. That's been a difficult challenge for you playing them because they're, they are the best defense in the league. What is the process that you kind of have to balance in game with a team like that, while they're simultaneously trying to get the ball out of your hands, but knowing you also have to, you have to try to find something to keep their coverages honest.
2: Right. Um. I think. I think with Minnesota, I mean, obviously, like you said, they got they super sound defensively. Um. You know, they don't miss helps. They are not They're always in the right spot. You know what I mean. So if I'm if I'm playing pick and roll and I got Rudy Gobert in it. You know what I mean? There's a guy waiting in the paint for me, too. It's almost like a cat, a bigger dude. So, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say cat is a – easy. you know, it's a, a run protector. Um, But he's also a big body as well still. You know what I mean? So, and he, do, he did pretty well, you know, verticality-wise in our last game. So, um, you just can't go in there thinking it's going to be easy layups. You know what I mean? So, you have to manipulate the game in order to get something. You know what I mean? Whether it's going before the screen comes – Finding some some seams in transition where you can get a one-on-one matchup, and they might not be helping as much in the paint. Um, you know, trying to find some catch and shoots if you can quickly. Um, you know, just find little pockets you can you can be aggressive in. And so um, that was that was a challenge. I mean, obviously, like you said, they're, they're a great team. Obviously, the, you know, the number one team in the West, and you know what I mean they they they're good. You know what I mean, so um, it's always it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough tough night, you know what I mean? In that in that case of where, where like, of just going out there and playing the way you want to play, you know what I mean? They're going to try to take that away. And so, um, you know, that's just been the, kind of been my learning, you know, my learning process all year is just figuring out a way to, to be you when, not I say all the odds stacked against you, but, you know what I mean, when they're, when it's, everybody's solely trying to get the ball out your hands, you know what I mean? So, um You know, like you said, Dame told me like it's gonna be. A t- you know, what I mean, sometimes it's gonna gonna you know, take tough shots, and that's kind of the mindset. I, you know, I mean, I would sometimes juggle with. You know what I mean? Like early on, is you know, what I mean, I want to make the right play and get the team going. Is you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's nothing more demoralizing on their coverage is when I'm still doing what I, you know, what I do normally. You know what I mean to their coverage. So.
1: When you can raise up at thirty and still break their trap or their double team, it, it's it, it can definitely <laughs> make break a defensive game plan. Um, speaking of defense, talk about something you love here, your defensive <laughs> reputation. Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> how do how do you feel about your growth defensively and where you are right now versus what the perception is of your defense?
2: Uh. You know, personally, I think it's mostly. I mean, I got a I got a bad rep on being a bad defender early, which is early in my career when I was you know barely getting any minutes. But um,
1: when you were a buck seventy five,
2: yeah, that too, that too. <laughs> but I, honestly, looking back on it, like that's honestly, especially my third year. That's like when I at the end of that stretch of that season only reason I was getting a lot, like starting to get minutes and got minutes in the playoffs is because I started really guarding. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't doing anything crazy on I on, on mean offense. I was just shooting threes whenever I was open. But, um, you know, that's like, those are one of the hard, like I said, that's one of those unbeatable charges unless, you know what I mean? Obviously, you can, you can, it's going to take multiple, I think it's going to take multiple seasons. And I think this year, it's, my defense has been, it's been great. It just, like, I would say it's not consistent. How? You know how I, mean? I would have I would have my moments where I'm like, like, oh, they fall asleep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I do see that for sure, for sure. But um, I do think there's a. I do put in effort though. That's one thing that I I I don't like. I mean, if people say it, I don't put any effort, I do put in effort. There's guys on it don't don't put no effort in, but I will be seeing. <laughs> You know what I mean? They just like, all right, go ahead, go buy me. I don't accept that. You know what I mean? I don't I don't I don't accept, you know, people just going on me easily. I don't that that don't that don't sit right with me. They might do it, you know what I mean? But I, like I said, you know, I feel like everybody defense is hardening big nowadays. In general, there's so many guys that's so good, so crafty. Yeah, you know, like, it's just better offensive players. They can make tough shots. They can get to the foul line. Some, you know, especially the good players, they get to the foul line and they put you in a position where you don't want to foul, so you don't want to be aggressive on defense. It's like it almost looks like he's blowing past people. They just a lot of people just scared to touch him.
1: On that, it's, it's interesting. You you've been in the league six years, but you're not an, you're not an old head. Like you weren't around you know 20 years ago when Braun first came in the league, kind of a deal. Right. it was a different era, but you have seen some transition in the league, and you. Specifically, you've started getting to the free throw line more, so you understand the other side of it, generating free throws, getting to the line, of which you certainly have shown more emotion lately to certain uh, striped uniforms.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: do you think that the league has gone too far offensively, that there needs to be some kind of tweak or change to it to allow there to be some something the defense can do?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> That's. I mean, it's it's hard because I don't like the players have gotten so crafty with the you know the foul drawing and and like once you look at it, it's like is that a foul? He just draw. He just he just manipulated a play to get the foul called really well. And I don't like. I don't know how they. You know what I mean? If there's a problem with that, I don't know how they're gonna fix that. You know what I mean? So. Like do you I said, think there needs do, to be more
1: physicality? More physicality allowed defensively?
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, But I think I think sometimes they reward you for being a more aggressive team early. Um, I think you see most of the time in games when the teams jumped on you, like physically early in the game, then they kind of set the tone on how the rest are going to are going to call it. You know what I mean? Like, all right, they're being aggressive. We're not going to just sit here and call a hundred calls because they're being aggressive. I mean, they can't they can't call every single call. So. I think sometimes it's based off how how aggressive the team is being, and um you know, like I said, i mean some some players just play into that very well and, and know how to draw it. I think that just comes in that just comes from experience and trial and error you know what I mean like for example, like norm norm is is great with a sweep through
1: mm-hmm.
2: sometimes it works sometimes it don't, but a lot of times you know it works. It's, and, and there'll be once in a while where Uh, Norm tried to swing it up and throw it up and it hit the top of the backboard, but it's those long arms. Foul and error of 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 the other call. The people take note of that and then next time they might call it. You know what I mean? So that's just that's just the nature of you know that area of the game of of foul drawing.
1: What has that growth been like for you? Because you you've gone from a guy who you you just didn't draw free throws. You you, historically you're at. .223, .223, which for a twenty point per game score is a little lower, but is a is a pretty significant bump from where you're at historically for your for your career. You were about .17. so you've got like a five six percent increase in your your foul drawing rate, which is not small. Like for reference, like point three is really good, a, a solid number. So basically, a little bit less than one every out of every three shots is generating free throws. You're mm-hmm. at about one out of a little under one out of every four. So. You've gone from this process of not at all to a little bit to a little bit more. What has that kind of been like for you as you've not only your relationships with officials and kind of campaigning for that, which I think you've recognized you have to do, right? Like you can't just play, right? You have to campaign from like
2: Got the dialogue. Yeah, it's you,
1: it, you have to push for it, whether people like it or not. It's a part of the game. You kind of have to, you know. Push things around a little bit way in your favor, but the physical side of this. I remember early on you said that when it was you were working on finishing that part of foul drawing and getting to the to the rim was finishing your changing up your footwork. What has that kind of process been like as defenses are pushing you out a little bit further, picking you up a little bit further? Like what has kind of changed that has allowed you to get better at that, and also kind of what do you need to work on to kind of keep improving that area?
2: Yeah, it's just I gotta find like certain certain times where it's the right moment. It's all about like the timing and the recognition fast enough to understand like, all right, this guy's arm is on me. I need to go up now. You know what I mean? And hook his arm a little bit and, and try to draw the foul there. And so, I mean, it just based off, you know what I mean, it's on a night night basis. It might not work one night, it might work night another night. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's not a consistent in you know what I mean? Each and every night. Um, so, I think that's where I'm. Like I said, that's where I'm at. Like I just some nights I might get the call, some night I might not. But you gotta continue to stay consistent to build kind of a reputation. You know what I mean? Of what, what what's gonna happen and continue to have dialogue with the, with with them and um, you know, see where that goes from there. So, but um, like you see, guys have you know the guys that are, are getting a lot of foul calls, they they have that reputation. And so eventually they start, even if it's, you know what I mean, might not consider it a foul, they get the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> and so I feel like that's a like guy going back to it that makes it easier for, you know, for them to maybe get past the first defender or the second defender he might not be as aggressive because he has his reputation of getting, getting, you know, some foul calls. And so that makes the defense, you know what I mean, not as aggressive. They might let you go past them a little bit. The big might. And once you get to the big and they playing up, they might let you go. It might not be a bump. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's it's kind of different for me. So um, I think that's the, the biggest difference for sure.
1: So much about this season, you know, not just for you, but the entire organization It's about growth because you guys are so young. You've been, on the, you've been in the league six years, and you're the longest-tenured member of the franchise now, but you're still not 25 yet. So you're still right. going through your growth and your challenges. What about this season, the thumb surgery notwithstanding, has been the most challenging thing for you?
2: Um, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, winning and losing games. You know what I mean? That's probably the, easily the most challenging. Like going through obviously my personal growth as a player. That's, that's challenging as challenging as as well. But um, you know, just obviously everybody wants to win you know what i mean and um understanding that you in this process of growing growing as you know as a player as a young player and then with a young team um you have to fall into the, the process of that you know what i mean just to just to keep you sane mm-hmm. you know and um
1: how hard is that cuz i think i think fans in general not just in basketball but across sports when a young team or a, t- a franchise is resetting are like oh it's no big deal they they get paid to do that it's, it, no, it,
2: not
1: it, it, it's not easy to go into a locker room after a loss, right?
2: No, no, but you got to make, that's, that's one of the things that for a young team, you got to make sure that the players aren't numb to it. Know how, what I mean, like, How, how do you avoid that?
1: Because you were, you were in a locker room with Dame who set a tone no matter what.
2: So how yeah, do you guys have
1: kind of like, avoid like falling into that trap?
2: Like it has to, it has to be a constant message. Like, you know, where we at, we know where we at, but, this is not going to be who we are for long, you know? And so I think everybody has a positive attitude going into each and every game. Like, you don't want to get into those modes where it's like, all right, we're not good. We we about to lose this game. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where you see, you know, some young teams go into that, fall into that. You know what I mean? They just come become numb to it. And I think for us, we haven't really become numb to it. Everybody's super competitive. And, you know what I mean? You see, like, maybe games we shouldn't be in, we always in, you know, just because we we wanna win. You know and I mean we're gonna do whatever it takes when we got players like that that, you know, do whatever it takes to, to win. And so um I think that's where that's where it starts. You know what I mean? That I think that's where you see a lot of young teams kind of go in the downfall area and they don't really get back up into where they supposed to do when they started the the quote unquote rebuild. Um so I think that's one of the things that, you know, almost Conscious of of making sure that we don't fall into this trap of like this this is supposed to be normal. You know what I mean? Like, nah we we want to be, you know, what I mean, next year, the year after that, we want to be in that conversation of one of the best teams in the league. You know what I mean? So we got to start start doing that stuff, this stuff now. Each and every day, we got to be consistent on what we want to do.
1: That trap was kind of laid for you guys on that road trip. Were you guys? You know, you lose by sixty-two to Oklahoma Oh, City. the
2: road trip! The road trip. Yeah, but that was that was not a great road trip.
1: What so happened? Uh, what happened on that trip though? That kept you guys from falling because that, if you, you're talking about those traps being laid, and you, know, you guys had injuries, a million things were going on. You didn't come back until halfway into that trip because you were sick as a dog. Yeah. What was it about that trip? that didn't sink you guys. What happened on that trip that you guys were able to come out of that on the other side?
2: Um, We had a conversation after, after the OKC game. We had, like, a group a group meeting. And everybody just voiced their opinions on stuff, you know what I mean, how the team should be, what their role is, what they think their role is, and, you know what I mean, just the overall opinion on what we need to do in order to get, get out of the hump. And so um, – Without naming names
1: – Without naming names, kind of what, what what kind of came out of that though, as far as like what what you guys needed to change and what you guys needed to to impact I think impact it was, was
2: understanding. I think it overall it was just understanding of you know what I mean, like of each person and you know what I mean, what they felt and how you know what I mean. You carry on to what we want to do collectively as a team and what you attribute to the team, and um, you know, it made us understand each other a little more. Obviously, we a new group, you know what I mean. We don't mm-hmm. we don't know each other that well. What I mean, and like I, you know, I kind of pointed out like early on as well, like you see teams together for three and four years before they finally get a shot at the playoffs sometimes or they finally get a shot at a championship. And so we, we shouldn't expect to pull it all together one year. You know what I mean? Unless something miraculous happens and we just instantly click magically. But, um, we, we have to go through something in order to get out of something you know what I mean so I think okay c game is is it just it's just one of those things you know what I mean like we're gonna look back on we're gonna look back on it when we're you know a playoff team and win the playoffs we're gonna look back at that 60 point loss and like we went through that together and we got out of it together you know what I mean so that's that's probably the that's probably the best part about adversity it's is the reward of getting out of that
1: the make make of it
2: for sure, for sure, and then and obviously those moments make, like you said, make or break you. You know what I mean? Like, and I think you know after that conversation, we we knew that you know what I mean we're gonna we were gonna be all right. You know what I mean we knew everybody was on on one accord, and we knew it wasn't gonna wasn't gonna start that night. You know what I mean it wasn't gonna start the Minnesota game. We still lost pretty bad the Minnesota game, but it was just something that we needed to get off our chest in order to build that same attitude each and every night.
1: Another fun topic for for Blazers fans right now is head coach Chauncey Billups. What mm-hmm. has what has been different about Chauncey this year for you? Where he's he's looking to you to to be the table setter. He's he's got to work with developing you, but he's also got to work with developing Scoot and before Shea goes down, work with developing right. Shea, I- integrating Da, keeping JG and Malk. You know, as focal points, like what has that kind of been for you to, as being the the offensive focal point of this team, kind of what have you seen differently from Chauncey, good, bad, or otherwise?
2: Um, I think, like I said, like Chauncey's been through it all, and I say this all the time, you know, what I mean, Chauncey's been through it all. He understands every position, most of the, most of everybody's position on the team. You know I mean, he understands he's been there in every position, everybody on the team. So he understands, like, obviously it's going to be tough. Even for a coach, it's tough. You know what I mean? For players, it's tough. You know what I mean? Going through losing and having to develop these players at the same time and having to deal with many personalities, like, that's a lot on, a, on anybody. You know what I mean? But I think he handled it as perfect as possible. He's had dialogue with everybody. We've had, you know, multiple conversations this year just me and him talking about the team and what we need to do, um, what he want to see me get better at What I tell him what I want to, want to see and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think he's a bad coach at all. <laughs> like everybody loves him. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know if, you know, but his fans been been saying stuff like, you know what I mean? Like he's losing a locker room or something like that, but like, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves like everybody's willing to run through a wall for Chauncey every single time. You know what I mean? So it's not. I want to shut that down immediately because you know what I mean. You gotta you gotta take account what Chauncey has to deal with his whole tenure here. He's had a different team every year, a di- totally different roster, even at the trade deadline. So you might as well count t- two times every <laughs> year. You know what I mean? So not counting this one we didn't really change t- uh, players but every year we've had a new roster a- including the trade deadline so like as a coach i can only imagine having to deal with that in the pressures of people trying to say you need to be winning with the players but there's there is no constant there's no constant roster you can you can work with so how are you able to gel and, and integrate you know I mean your philosophies on a team when it looks looks different every every 6 months so, like, that's what – that's that's all I wanted to say about that one. Because, like, everybody – if you ask every player on the team or any player who's, who's you know, been coach-bombed, everybody loves Chauncey. So I don't know where to – where if any – there's any question about his players that that got to go. <laughs> it's
1: what I've tried to say for a while now, but I just <laughs> want to make sure and get it out of you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, like I, I got to shut that down immediately because everybody loves Chauncey. Like, I, like I created Chauncey for help, help, like saving my career. Like, how so? We, had, we, from the moment I we first he first became head coach, we met in Vegas, and he asked. We had a conversation me and him, and he asked me, how "I want to be coach." I said, "Coach me, coach me hard." Like that's all I know. You know what I mean? And he gave me the opportunity when that next year, when, when Dane went out with the injury, he gave me like this, it, this you right here. He gave me, let me run point the rest of the season. And I had probably the best stretch of my career in that time. And so like him being able to give me that opportunity, even from the beginning, beginning of the season, like me and being able to come off and run back up point. You know what I mean? That was, that was big for me too. I was just, I was very appreciative of him believing me and, and taking me in and, Teaching me even how to be a backup point guard before I, you know, what I mean, a couple of months later being a starting point guard. So I credit him to that, um, just helping me in that way. And continue to see continue to see the game. You know, me and him. Now, as I'm, you know, seeing the game a lot more, me and him are having constant conversations back and forth during the game, like, hey, we should do this. I see this right here, let's do this. You know what I mean? For DA or do this for me or do this for JG. But do this for Scoot. They can get wide open. They playing him like this. Have him in the corner, set him on the wing. So when they we have a somebody cut through, Scoot can be there to get him a wide open shot or something like that. That's the kind of conversation we had now. Um just trying to play chess with the with the other team, how they're trying to play us.
1: What has that been like for you being a young vet and having to adjust to your role full time as the one while also adjusting to being off ball with Scoot at times and trying to Develop yourself, but also understanding that he's in game 50 of his career and trying right. to figure out kind of where – because it, it seems like at, at every single level, whether it's you developing or you building a relationship with DA or JG trying to understand where Scoot's trying to get to. like there's, there's so many levels to development in a relationship building. There's sub-levels to it. So even though you're trying to develop as a point guard, Scoot's trying to develop those same – Patterns and tendencies, and understanding those 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 opportunities, and the conversations I have with him about learning those things sound like you three years ago. The very specific right. things that he sees that he wasn't seeing four months ago. Right. So, how do you kind of balance? Okay, you know, in the post game before we went to All Star break, you would mentioned like there was a time where like now it's scoot starting to understand a little bit more you can have him on ball and you can work off ball and he will be able to set you up now. Like, he'll be able to like, Hey, I got, let's, let's work a couple plays for you, get you kind of going off ball. So how do you kind of, how how are you working through balancing those things right now where it requires that relationship building, that understanding, but also focusing on both your developments?
2: Yeah. It's just, it just comes from like, not really well, the experience of being together out there on the court, but I think it is also like off the court, just having dialogue on what actions we like to run, you know, what play couple of plays that we like to run for each other or stuff like that. And you know what I mean? And continuing to kind of still be able to develop in our own right. You know what I mean? So the fact that, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a, he's a point guard. I feel like I'm a point guard. We're gonna to have to figure out, you know what I mean, how we're gonna both develop at the same time in, the, in our own positions. So, I mean, lucky for me, like I, you know, I played the two last year. You know what I mean, I was, I feel like I was pretty successful at doing it. So it's easier for me to go off ball. You know what I mean? At the same time, and so, um, you know, that's kind of the beauty of the beauty of the beast. You know what I mean? Me being able to, I feel like I played my best basketball at the one, and I can play the two, and I've been pretty highly successful at the 2 as well so um you know and i know Scoot is at his best at the 1 and he's a young player trying to figure it out so i'm not going i'm not going to hinder him in that way and try to handcuff the point guard you know what i mean you know what i mean i want him to continue developing become the player he wants to become and so that that requires sometimes and some plays giving myself up and going back to where i was last year which was still Pretty good, you know what I mean? So I that's that's what's gonna have to happen. You know what I mean? But that's what that's kinda of sacrifices you're gonna have to make in order to become the team you wanna become. What's the thing that you
1: look at your game right now and say, I need to be better at this by the end of the next year and then I need to take that into the summer and be better about it going into next year? Um Basically what's the thing that takes you from where you are right now to being a star in the league, or taking the next step beyond where you are right now.
2: Oh, foul drawn! Not even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How- I think I think I mean I, all the, I think I feel like all the all the I would say that, and just I think continue to to get stronger. That's pretty much it. But the foul drawn is 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 probably number one on the list because all the best players know how to get fouled and. They can – you can almost control a game from the fouls, naturally. You know what I mean? Like like I said, like once you get that reputation of this guy is prone to getting a lot of foul calls, a lot of teams ease up. I see I see it sometimes when I'm getting a lot of foul calls in games. Like, all right, they're not playing as aggressive. Mm-hmm. But when, you, when you're not getting foul calls and they're playing you aggressive, now you have to rely on tough shot making, and that's hard living. For 82 games, you know? And so, that's that's probably what makes it easier because you see some games where, you know, guys don't necessarily shoot the ball that well, but they got 10, 10 free throws. And that, that negated, they impacted the game also, obviously, with other things as well, but that kind of masked that bad shooting night. Mm-hmm. Just by getting free throws, you know what I mean? So, and... I think that's what the best that's what the best players do. They they figure out how to get to that free throw line and they control the game in that way, um, and they keep the defense honest by, you know what I mean, being that you know being able to do that.
1: Your your trainer, I should say, trainer. He hates it when I call him trainer. Your skills coach, Phil Beckner. Uh, like <laughs> he. Uh, you and I have talked throughout the season about your your in between game, the hooks, the floaters, the the, yeah. the the uniqueness of a guard having that kind of a that kind of a, a in between package. How do you go about developing that? that's unique for a guy at your position and your size, but also how does a what is the off season? Let me go ahead and rephrase this. I think a lot of fans think that kind of work comes in season whereas most of that change goes into the offseason and you kind of deploy it through the season, correct? Right. So how do you go into the offseason and go, hey, Phil, I, I need to get better at drawing free throws? Like, what are the things that you need to do to take those steps to go, I'm here, I need to get to here? Like, obviously, you, you, you train with a guy in Dame who's elite at it. And it, it, while he has a different style and a different build, you can take and pull things like your footwork that you already have. Right. So, so, how, like, what is it that you do in the summer and go, I want to do X, and this is how we get there?
2: Yeah. And then, honestly, it might not even, it might not even change after one summer. Dude, it might have to be two summers, it might have to be three summers before you finally, it finally click in the game and now you get it. Took JG but five think, years
1: to work on the no dip three.
2: The no dip three? That's what he told me. He t- told I'm him, t- Told Took him five it took years. Most, it took, you know what I mean? I feel like, it's, I say. I would say it took me two years to, f- two or three. Like not to my third year where I finally was comfortable shooting the NBA three. That step back. Not just in general.
1: Oh, just in general.
2: Really. Yeah. Yeah. It took me three years, like to get fully comfortable every day. Like, all right, this is easy.
1: And now you flick it from thirty year, like it's nothing.
2: Yeah, my second year, like it'll be days where it felt like it was two feet away, and it, sometimes it felt like it was hundred yards away.
1: That's so. My weird. second year.
2: that's so So it took me a little while to get used to that NBA three but um yeah like it it's just sometimes it just takes a couple years but I think it really is all about you know driving angles um that's one of the things that we emphasized you know this summer was our fixing our driving angles I mean that can lead to more fouls just putting that pressure on them at you know the point of the drive Mm -hmm. um and by instead driving angles, going, you
1: mean you mean like taking angles as opposed to being straight on, get a like, get a
2: guy one like, to one side so, of you. No, sometimes it I mean, a lot of especially a lot of young guys the tendency to going around because they're used to that in high school. Gotcha. But like instead of going driving at maybe they they that that leg, um, they usually drive try to go around them
1: because they're faster and they can just go around them.
2: Yeah, they go around and obviously, like you see, the biggest difference between that in high school, like even from the amount of dribbles it takes you to get to the rim. Like that was one of the things also I had to learn is that it's not going to take one dribble for you to get to the rim anymore. That's over with. It's going to take you might like two or three or four. So that was one of the things we learned was just driving and taking multiple dribbles and running through the finish. Um, but back to the, back to the foul drawing, just the driving angle is Like if we get it a little bit tighter, that puts pressure on the on the man to either stay there and or you just run right through that hip, or you fall and they go they're gonna have to call the foul, or they let you go. You know what I mean? And so that he was, still mentioning stuff like how what um, John Stockton used to do, especially in the fourth quarter when dudes are tired, he would sometimes intensely just run to the hip and 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 fall because they're they're just tired they can't move, so he would just say like those little things about the driving angles would help so much on foul drawn and just being able to get around your man faster. And I mean, so now like they playing, you know, aggressive coverages on me. And so the faster, obviously most of the time they say, don't be worried about the first, the first defender. It's always the back line that you got to look for. But the faster you get past that first defender, in any situation, it's, you're more valuable to get more easy, easy looks at the rim because now, you know you can get a bomb anytime, and now you're picking your spots. Now they're not set up as, as easy. So now when come down in transition, and you see that that open lane, you be able to attack it with that driving angle that we worked on in order to get to the rim faster before they can pull over.
1: Okay, I have to ask you this before I let you go. You guys are incredibly young, and incredibly mm. young teams run a lot. Yeah. Now I know you've got to get stops to run. Why do you think you guys aren't running as much as you guys want to,
2: offensively? Um, I think it's just honestly everybody has to get in the mode of it. Like, like we have to be used to running and playing faster. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, it's becoming consistent in what we do. So we're trying to become consistent in running every single night and. And playing fast and I you know what I mean, I fall been into it a lot because especially like not once to say the older players, but like not used to running. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean, like my first You played for Terry. We, you ain't used to running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you
1: can
3: say it's Coach, okay.
2: Playing for Coach Styles, we were the, the slowest paced team in the league, you know? So like that's the way I learned the NBA game was playing like basically half court basketball and not running and not playing fast. And that's how I learned. So sometimes like I fall victim to it. Like we want to get the ball out quick. Sometimes I'm like, catch it and take just a little look and, and
1: see what's going up. on <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they come and call a pick and roll, just like, just like how we, we how we used to. So um, that's where like we trying to like get into the mode of moving it up faster and. You know what I mean? Coach emphasized it every single day. You know what I mean? To us and how we want to play, how fast we want to play. And um I mean it's fun to play like that, especially especially when you're getting stops. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not fun when you're not getting stops and you gotta continue to
3: running really right, after pulling
2: it out look back <laughs> and then try to run and go off of there. So um yeah, but it's it's been a it's been a fun transition and changing the way you know we play.
1: Hey, uh wanna thank you for taking some time. I, I know you're you're extremely busy now. Uh don't want to take yeah. away from your break. Uh we'll get you out of here on this. What's the 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 what's one thing you want to take away from the rest of the season? You got what, like twenty eight games remaining? What's what's down the stretch, what's the one thing you want to take away from this?
2: Um Man, that that I learned a lot from no matter what the defense throw at me that I you No, know, I wanna have, you know, a somewhat of a glimpse of an answers for it. You know what I mean? That's what – that's why I think – obviously, it's, you know, i got to answer for everything, but I want to have a gist of how to beat it, you know, and how to beat it without, you know what I mean, taking me a long time to – or a game to To understand. not be unprepared. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, I go through a whole game and not understanding what's going on and I feel confused. I want to be able to at least – Understand it by halftime or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, in know, like, all right, they play me like this. I see it. You don't right, even caught
1: like that Suns game anymore?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Suns game was brutal. <laughs> Looking back on that, I wonder how I would handle it now. I don't think I yeah, that was brutal. That was brutal. Two on two trap the
1: whole game. Have fun.
2: That was brutal. <laughs> that was one of the worst. <laughs> what did they, what, what they say? Uh they, uh they had me in hell.
1: Yeah, I mean,
3: the,
1: the whole, whole team talked about it. I mean, you you train with Mikael, and you've you've got you've gotten him back now twice though. You've gotten your lick back I did twice.
2: I'm get him back. I, him back. I, don't, I feel <laughs> I know that's my guy though, so I don't be, I don't like to mention nothing about it. I just see when I see him in the someone, I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. I had, I'm sorry that it was you, had, but, <laughs> with, with the same shot. That's cold, man. Yeah, that's my that's what I got. Up, so I don't ever mention it, like, because I got I got too much respect for him. Okay, That's my guy.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, brother, I appreciate you. I'll see you back, uh, practice, what, Wednesday afternoon?
2: Yes, sir. All
1: right, man. Well, hey, until then, take care. Everybody, thank you. Like, review, subscribe, do everything we do for here for the show. Uh, big shout-out to Ant for taking some time. And uh, we'll catch you for the next show when Brandon will be back. Until then, everybody-